0: we're back with another episode of TV Plus Talk. This week it's a sports special. What has Apple done in that field? What's it going to do next? And what does it mean for the streaming industry as a whole? Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of TV Plus Talk. We're back again. I'm very excited. I'm Charlotte Henry and him over there is Chuck Joyner. Hello, Chuck.
1: Hello, Charlotte. Great to see you as always. I look forward to these each month.
0: It's fun actually. It seems time seems to fly when we get to chat again. So it's really, really good. Oh. Now you and I have resisted this for the first couple of episodes.
1: Well before but before you do, I have I have two questions. Oh go questions on, hit me. I, I have hit two me. questions. Okay. Did you go to the Royal Ascot on Saturday?
0: I did not go to all Ascot. I don't have the appropriate hats.
1: Well, that was going to be my second question. So I'll substitute my second question with, if you don't have, do you know how they keep the hats on? Because some of those believe, hats look like they're defying gravity.
0: I believe it's hair clips, but it could there. be anything else. I th- I, that would be my guess. But no, it's very impressive, isn't it? Now, I should say one of my top three skills, Chuck, and I mean this sincerely, is looking good in hats. There's no hat that I can't work, honestly. So I'd say cups of tea, looking good in hats, high up my skill set. But no, I haven't done Royal Ascot and the uh, extravagance of that. No, I did. I was telling you before, actually, I, that's an English tradition, a British tradition. I headed over to an American tradition. I went down uh, to the London the Stadium, the Olympic Stadium, West Ham play, and watched the baseball. Yesterday I watched the Cardinals versus the Royals. It was very exciting. It was 7-5 to the Cardinals in the end. So, you know, I had a very I had an American-inspired weekend as opposed to a <laughs> British uh, the British tradition. But we also had Glastonbury, so that's kind of a fairly British tradition. We've had the cricket as well. So
1: Oh yeah. So so you were just had a busy weekend.
0: Well you yeah, know, it was great fun watching Glastonbury. Now it's appropriate that we've started chatting about our sports because of course we're doing a sports special. We've resisted. For a couple of weeks, we've behaved ourselves and talked about all sorts of big things in movies and TV, but you and I both love our sport, and so we had to do a sports special because it's an area, really, that Apple and Apple TV Plus are getting more and more interested in. So the obvious place to start is Apple's, uh the MLB coverage, it does Five Night Baseball, and that was, it's been a, going for a little bit now, but that was quite a big deal when it first got those rights, wasn't it?
1: It, it was Charlotte and, and I especially remember and not being a baseball fan, you know, I looked no. at it and said, ah, okay, Apple Apple TV plus is getting into sports. That's great. So yeah, when, when Apple TV Plus announced this, I thought, ah, okay, Apple's getting into sports. Isn't that interesting? And I don't think maybe I realized at the time or just didn't think it through what a big deal this potentially could be uh, as part of the larger Apple TV Plus ecosystem.
0: Yeah, right. Absolutely. Because there's two elements to this. First of all, Netflix has not done live sport or we'll have a chat about what it might be doing. But secondly, the big thing about this is it. Apple has done sports documentaries. And I think there is a sincere passion within Apple about sport. We know Tim Cook is a big sports fan. Like that is genuine. You can see why if his company and he has any influence trickling down through to apple tv plus he's going to be interested in live sport because he just likes sport but it's a hard game to get into the sports rights uh, it's a hard thing to keep fans satisfied with and like stuff can go wrong i was chatting about all this with tom Merritt in my show in the edition podcast just recently we were like, talking about how netflix's live uh, reunion with a one of the uh the, the reality shows it has didn't go well. It did do well when it did a live comedy thing. but So live is hard, is my point. It, and,
1: it, it, it's very hard. And, and to your point, too, you said it's tough to keep the fans happy. It's also ha- tough to keep the, the organizations, the owners, the, right. you know, the associations that govern a lot of these things happy as well with the degree of coverage and how the coverage is going to be done.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. Because it's a two way street. These the MLB or whatever it is want their product to look good. It's important. Like it matters to everyone that it looks good. And Apple, as the sort of perfectionist company we know it to be, would not like to make a mess of this.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean you got to believe that Apple's going to be pay, paying attention. I mean, as careful as they are about everything, they're going to try to keep everything we just said. The association, the fans, they're going to try to keep everyone as happy as they possibly can be.
0: Yes. One people group that they don't care about keeping happy is the rival broadcasters. And we saw this play out uh, with the Aaron Judge row. So Quick, for people that don't follow baseball, last season Aaron Judge was on the brink for quite a few days of breaking uh, the MLB home run record. Huge deal, and um, there was one game where he they had the Friday night game. On Apple TV, it was going to be the Yankees, and they thought he was going to do it in that game. And there was a bit of a meltdown between everyone. Again, I discussed this on the show with Tom Murray, and he pointed out that some of the meltdown was because fans didn't want to sign up to a new service to watch this historic moment in baseball history. The other bit of the row, and I find this quite intriguing as a Brit, is that each of the teams – you might be able to explain this better than I can, Chuck – Seem like the teams have their kind of home broadcasters, don't they? So the New York Yankees have Yes Network, which is the, you know, new shows of the Yankees games have the commentators who. People's, the Yankees fans, they're used to their voices and they basically, they wanted those people to call that Aaron Judge moment. And it didn't happen. Apple refused to give up the rights to that game or even allow the other commentators to be on. They wanted their own commentators. So it was quite a big moment of Apple putting its foot down and saying, no, no, we're a serious broadcaster in sport. If this big moment happens on Apple TV plus, it's an Apple TV plus moment.
1: So first of all, I can't I can't completely explain it. Although I do know that it is very much, um, probably more so than just about any other sport. It's it's very much a thing in baseball because I know I, I hear friends talk about some, and I'm, forgive me, Chicago friends, because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but a, a Chicago broadcaster, and as you said, the Yankees broadcaster, and uh, so I, I know that is a thing. I I guess it's just because of the association with that with that city, and and because they're a local broadcaster, it's all just part of the experience. Um, but but I'm I'm with you. I I, rem- I remember that distinctly because I there was a bit of a row over it, and I thought, wow, you know, wouldn't it have been great if Apple had had con- conceded that? And then I thought, you know what? If it had been any other network, any other circumstance, any other situation. The other broadcasters wouldn't have done that.
0: I was going to say, would Amazon have given up a but one of the football matches, the NFL matches? It has for a big moment. Would I mean? I can't imagine any broadcaster. You know, ESPN certainly wouldn't go. Oh yeah, that's in the traditional game. But if you're, you know, Amazon is the most equivalent probably because it has sports. It's obviously tech company, the stream, whatever. I just can't imagine any the others even maybe even being asked to give it up.
1: Uh, No, I agree. I agree. And and also, I'm going to take it to an extreme example. That oh, your favorite team, back, people. If your favorite team was in the Super Bowl, would they expect your local the, the local uh, personality to call that just because your favorite team is in the Super Bowl? Of course not. The network commentator who okay. is working for the network that bought the rights is going to be the one to call it. So why would yeah. you do otherwise?
0: Yeah, and we've had these things kind of it's a ve- it's a very different thing in the uk because uh the football matches that you know there are very clear rights and people know where the games are people know who the commentators are for those games so it and it's obviously a much much smaller market you know than many of the us states it's a smaller market here in the uk but obviously things would not be pushed over there've been a couple of occasions where big sp- sporting moments not f- football moments actually um Have been like Channel Four have at the last minute picked up shared rights. So, for example, in the Cricket World Cup, uh, England were in the final, and so Channel Four, along with Sky, broadcast it as a shared deal, so more people could watch it. Things like that. But it's a totally different thing. And Apple put its foot down. Um, And it's interesting because your point really is: should it have made taken the PR win, or should it have taken the more strategic win of being the serious broadcast? And I think probably long term um showing itself to be a considering itself a serious sports broadcaster who was prepared to deliver what might have been a serious sporting moment a historic moment was probably the right way to go as it happened there was all this row and then Aaron Judge didn't score that night so it didn't really matter but it was an interesting part of Apple's development in this space and another very big development has been its move into football quote-unquote soccer um it did a huge 10-year deal to show the whole of the MLS, shows the League's Cup. It's like it's a very big deal that they've got this with this season pass. It's one of the only things you buy extra. I think it's like $14.99 a month. Um, and it's so it's been a very big deal that Apple has played this game. Your point about the organizations stands even truer for this example, because it's basically the only broadcaster. And uh, it's a 10-year deal. It's a huge deal for sports rights to last for 10 years. Um, so obviously the MLS and Apple are going to have to work very closely on this to make it work for everyone. And so that was kind of interesting. It was p- p- kind of ticking along. And then Lionel Messi's contract at Paris Saint-Germain rolled out, expired, and they didn't sign a new one. He didn't go back to Barcelona, but he's going to mi- into Miami. He's going to get some sun. And that is a huge deal. And I think it was confirmed what a huge deal it is when a statement, not from Inter Miami, the club, came out, but MLS Soccer itself said, we're pleased that Lionel Messi has stated that he intends to join Inter Miami and Major League Soccer this summer. Although work remains to finalise a formal agreement, we look forward to welcoming one of the greatest soccer players of all time to our league. So not only is this a deal... For into Miami, this is a deal for the whole of the MLS. And that's again, you know, a huge game changer to me in a sport that Apple has the rights to. To have this icon of the game, we've just won the World Cup for his country, um, to come to the MLS is a huge, huge deal. It's such a huge deal, in fact, Chuck, that there are stories that he is going to get a cut of Apple TV Plus, uh, season pass subscriptions, him individually, because I think it's assumed he will drive subscriptions, so he's getting a nice cut of it as well, which again is quite a big move from Apple, isn't
1: it? Uh, well, I think it it potentially changes the game, in not just for for football, soccer, call it what you will, on which side of the pond you are, uh, but just the idea that, that that could be part of the negotiations, that that was seen as worth mentioning. is a big deal. The 10 years is, in my mind, almost as big a deal, if not bigger, because you're betting on a streaming service being around for 10 years. (laughs) At a time time when we're watching streaming services, maybe not the Netflixes and the Hulus, but we're watching some potential consolidations, we're watching deals cut. Um, And the third thing I took away from this is that Apple is charging for that tier or that, that particular, call it what you will, you know, a little bit extra for this. So as someone who maybe is not necessarily into, into soccer slash football, I don't have to pay to support it. I can continue with my normal Apple TV Plus subscription, watch what I want to watch. And, you know, great. Are they they're they're into soccer or football? I'm sorry, I keep doing that. I'll do it from <laughs> yeah. inside. Soccer, Fun. you know, great. But, you know, pay the extra X number of dollars a month um, and, and get what you want and have it. Um, but we seem to see also we seem to see in other circumstances um and especially this is problem with cable tv here in the us that they just insist on bundling things like espn which are very expensive making me pay for them even though i don't watch them and so yeah. i feel like this is maybe a crack in that wall and it's one more reason that i may want to go to streaming that i'm not going to be required to pay for things i really don't want
0: it's a really interesting point, because, like you, as soon as I saw this MLS deal announced, it jumped out to me that it's a bolt-on. It is not part of Apple TV Plus. It is an extra thing you pay for. It costs 14,99 a month or 49 dollars for the rest of this season. And actually, Apple TV Plus subscribers get a discounted rate, which is 12.99 a month, or 39 dollars for the rest of the season. Um, so it's part, it's connected to TV plus, but it is very clearly a bolt on, which again, is quite a shift from what we sort of thought about TV plus and very focused on sport. There's not many other things they could make a bolt on.
1: Okay. Do you, I'm going to take a, take a left turn on this story and, and tell Let's me, do if, it. well, yeah, you haven't heard my left turn yet.
0: Yeah, um, no, I'm nervous. Don't so, worry. I'm so, nervous.
1: So, so Amazon And for Prime, got one NFL game, and and it felt like not, it was either not that much of a commitment, or they weren't willing to commit a whole lot of money, or the NFL wouldn't give it to them. At the end of the day, though, it feels like an incentive for you to sign up to Prime.
0: Sure, in the same way that them having Premier League games here prompted a bunch of people to, to, to sign up to Prime.
1: Now this recently has become a, one of my favorite topics because everyone accuses Apple of overcharging for hardware, overcharging for everything, in other words paying the Apple tax. All right, but Apple does not sell subscriber information. They don't, you know, you are not the product. You you are paying for what you get as sure. opposed to in Prime or some of these other places who are taking your information and selling it to supplement. And they hold down the price to you, but they end up selling you out to just about anybody that will pay the price. And so I looked at well, you.
0: Is that true of Amazon?
1: Well, Charlotte, you're giving the information to Amazon. <laughs> what What do you think? i, I'm I mean, trying I, to be, I, I'm know, covering do, our basic Yeah, no, no, that's fair, but you know, it's just like Amazon has. With
0: Amazon, a lot of the data collection is is focused on selling you more things that they think you'll like.
1: Exactly, which. You know, therefore they can go to the the uh, the purveyors of those products and say, "Hey, we have three people here that are that are football crazy, that are soccer crazy, and you're going to want to sell to them." So mm-hmm. I I look I, I I take this as maybe not a bolt on as such, but paying for something, and it kind of got me excited because it might mean that if I'm into um rodeo if i'm into golf if i'm into you know something that is maybe not considered a a major sport that i might have a channel just for me on apple tv plus mm-hmm. i could-
0: have to say you know? I don't think this extra charge is egregious from Apple because if they had gone from making Apple TV Plus, what is it, 6 dollars I don't pay for it that way, but it's $6.99. Or was even 4 dollars No, it's gone up from 4 dollars to 6 dollars hasn't it? Um, Which is basically the cheapest streaming service out there, as we've said before on this show. First of all, you could not possibly, as a standalone business, buy 10 years of football rights for... Without charging extra for it, not possible. Even if you're Apple, uh, and also, so if they had made uh, to supplement their MLS season pass, if Apple had made Apple TV Plus eight ninety nine or ten ninety nine, but you got at the MLS included, people would have been really cross about that. Yes. So I absolutely. don't. I, I, I don't see there is a different way for them to do this. They were very clever with the MLB and they didn't charge for it and it was them dipping their toe into the water and you know they'll get advertisers. We don't see adverts here in the UK but I believe if you watch Friday night baseball on Apple TV uh in the US you do see advertisers. So that's fine. That's how they that's their business. I suspect one day you will have to pay to watch ML to watch the baseball on TV, Apple TV. I don't know that. It would be my guess. I just I don't think in this case it's gratuitous to charge a bit extra for sport because people wouldn't like it if they would just bundled it in and put the price up.
1: I, I think it would have hurt Apple TV overall. It would have definitely gained some well subscribers, but I, but I think you would have also pushed some people out that said, you know, look, I really, there's, there's, we're back to the old, our old discussion about, you know, back catalog versus, you know, brand new quality content. And this brings that other dimension to it. And if you want it, you pay for it. And if you don't, no harm, no foul. So yeah, I, I like it.
0: I, I, yeah. I mean, someone like me, I you know me, I'm a big, big, big football fan, but I'm not, if I'm honest, that interested in the MLS. And so I wouldn't pay for this. But that's fine. Would I flick it on if I had extra bolt on? I'm not even sure I would because it used to be on Sky, which I do have, and I did tend to flick on the MLS. So I think this is an appropriate way to do it. Um, and I think having Lionel Messi there is going to be very interesting in terms of what it does to uh, the take up of the service. We need to talk about one final thing with this before we move on, which is we now apparently have a date for Lionel Messi to start. He hasn't started because obviously the European season has ended. He's having a little break. Um, but apparently he's going to, I think it's going to be July this 21st. There's a Leagues Cup game between Inter Miami and Cruz Azul, a Mexican team, in the Leagues Cup. So that is when he's expected to start. I'll be very, very interested in the... Apple TV sign-up data for the few days around that, because I think we may see a little bit of an influx. And if Apple were clever, I wonder if they should give some free trials or something, because I suspect a lot of people would take up the odd seven-day free trial for a little bit of the Lionel Messi show. Uh, I should say, with all this talk, the deal actually hasn't been signed, sealed, delivered, which is kind of funny. But anyway... He is going there.
1: Well, Charlotte, does this make a difference to you? I mean, because Messi is there, will you cons- would you consider this whereas maybe before you absolutely would not have?
0: I can't imagine so. I can't imagine so. i tell you what, I would genuinely do the seven-day free trial. If there was something like that, I got a month free or seven days free, I probably would have taken that out and watched a couple of games with him in it. But I can't imagine I'll buy up the whole season. The truth is there is enough football on my TV packages for the moment that I don't need to add any more to it. That is the reality. And also, I don't mean to be disparaging, but there was in Europe, particularly and in England, there was a bit of a reputation that the MLS was a sort of retirement home for players who were about to finish their careers and were going to get a nice pension by being paid a lot of money. To have a very nice couple of years playing in a not all that competitive league living in very nice places in the united states for a couple of years so no i probably wouldn't do that but it'll be very interesting to see how it goes Folks, Charlotte
1: said that I didn't. So you...
0: <laughs> no, I, no, that's just true. That's just what the perception was that it was a bit of a retirement home. So okay. Saudi Arabia, which we won't get into, is sort of getting that reputation as well now that they're plowing a load of money into the into football. But uh, it's making, which I actually think is making the MLS more appealing because it's sort of. A bit less political to go over to the United States than to be paid by the Saudis. But anyway, we won't get into that because you and I will start talking about live golf again and we'll be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, you're right. Mm. Before we move on to another aspect of Apple's sports coverage, I want to talk about Netflix because obviously Apple has established itself as a Netflix competitor, taken It's beat Netflix to the best picture Oscar, which might be something we have to return to later in this conversation. But Netflix has never done live sport and for a long time were publicly very disparaging about the idea of doing it. As I mentioned, other times they've tried, hasn't gone that well recently, but there's a bit of a rumour going on that they might take a little dive into it and use some of their existing IP. So they've got uh, Drive to Survive, which is the very, very, very popular Formula One documentary series and they've got Full Swing, which is its also increasingly popular golf documentary series. They do these series very well. People really seem to like them. And there's a bit of a talk that they're going to have some kind of golf tournament using people featured in both those series. So I'm like quite interested to see some Formula One players take on some professional golfers in a live uh, kind of pro-am tournament. Uh, I said this again to Tom Merritt on the show I did recently with him, that I think this is quite a low risk entry point for Netflix doing live sport. You're the golf man. What, What do you make of this?
1: I, you know, this feels this feels contrived. I mean, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, will we all maybe look at it? Yeah. But this starts to feel just a little bit too much like reality TV for me
0: mm. that,
1: you know, you're taking you, yeah. people that you're interested in, whether it's on the, the racing side or the golf side and, you, you know, putting them in a new situation and seeing how they react. And it just, I, I mean, I will I watch it? I might look at you know, one episode, maybe two, and then make a decision as to whether it, is, it does feel contrived. But I, I I I struggle with this kind of thing. The documentaries, yeah. I'm with you, the documentaries, even if you're not into that particular sport, the documentaries are very, very well done.
0: Yeah, this is why everyone says, I didn't care about Formula One, but I love Drive to Survive. Right.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, you look at it and and for what they are, they are terrific. The jury's out for me, but the the jury is pessimistic.
0: (laughs) You don't want to see some live, I don't know, Rory McIlroy take on Fernando Alonso live on a golf course? Could be a laugh.
1: I don't think it'd be much of a contest. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) That would be the – I think that's probably where the intrigue is. How uh, would the Formula One races stack up to some of the top golfers in the world? Anyway, it would be interesting to see if – Netflix can pull off the live sport thing at sometime soon. Because Apple Apple for all its caution, and it's a very cautious country company normally, isn't it? Has kind of committed to this live sport thing a lot earlier than I thought
1: it would. <laughs> Well, I th- first of all, Charlotte, I think that's there's a lot of money to it. I also think that you point, you know, you pointed out early in this conversation that they want to be seen as a serious network, a serious competitor to just about everyone. I, look, I don't think it's any. I, I won't speak for how it is in the UK, but here it distinctly feels like cable TV is dying, um, yeah, and and a, a slow well,
0: here, ugly, its sport ha- is the thing that keeps keeps it going, drives – you know, sport and movies are the thing that drives people to subscribe to Sky.
1: Yeah, and and, 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 and here I, I'm seeing more and more live sport in prime time. Usually, though, the interesting part is it's um, – <sighs> Well, we just we started out by talking about the Royal Ascot. I turned uh, NBC on Saturday morning, and there's the Royal Ascot. Um, I turned something on, and I'm seeing uh, maybe a major a a, a UK soccer match. Um, it's it's surprising, and so I just feel like Apple Apple is very aware of which way broadcast TV is going. They, and, I mean, yes. Yeah. Some of these properties may be up for grabs sooner than later. They want to position themselves to be part of that conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But uh, Peacock, for example, basically shows, I mean, 80%, 90% of Premier League games, which is, you know, a huge, huge thing to own. You know, the streaming service has the basically every Premier League going. There's always one that's on linear TV as well. But if you have a Peacock subscription, you can watch – Basically, I think every but one Premier League game each weekend, which is a pretty big deal on a streaming service that is regarded quite far down the line as well.
1: Compare that with the way the NFL has handled their football. That you have Monday night football on mm-hmm. one one network. You have um, well, I've lost track of where they all are. But yeah, yeah, Thursday, yeah. It's Thursday spread around, nights, isn't it? Yeah, Thursday nights on Prime. Um, you mm-hmm. ha- still have the, some of the major things uh, on Saturdays and Sundays for the NFL uh, in on in broadcast, but. I mean, it's so it's splintering it. And we just had this conversation on Mac Voices Live. You know, if you want to do, buy a ticket to watch every single NFL, it is A, challenging to figure out which ticket that is, and B, it is darned expensive.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It certainly is. There's another aspect of Apple's sports coverage I want to dive into, which is the documentary side. We mentioned how good um, Netflix do it. Amazon also, obviously, with Prime Video got very well known for the All or Nothing series, which was really good. Um, But Apple have got a few very good sports documentaries up there. There's one which I've been watching recently called Super League, The War for Football, which covers the four days in which a group of uh, clubs around Europe tried to kind of destroy the existing model, including the team I support, Tottenham, and create this Super League, which would have had it was an awful, maybe it would have had disaster effects, but this was a real it's a really good in depth dive into what was a very emotive issue for a few days um and it talks to all the key players, the heads of UEFA, all the people who were trying to create the super league like it, it's a really in depth well done documentary look there's a few bits of kind of cringy coverage of people on their phones and all that kind of thing, but the information is really good. Um, Look, everyone has their agenda on it. Let's not pretend. It's set up that this, the Super League move was bad, which fair enough, I agree with. And it was quite funny to me to see UEFA uh, depicted as the kind of good guys and the savior of football. But anyway, it was a very good documentary. Uh, There's also a documentary about Real Madrid, uh, which is called Real Madrid until the end, which feels to me more like a real direct challenger to uh, the all-or-nothing series. I don't know if you've had a chance to dip into any of these, but Apple again spending quite a lot of money on making this stuff and really making a commitment to it.
1: Um, I have not um, because they they just haven't hit one sure. that really interested me. But again, it it and this sort of goes back to the the question over the the golfers versus the uh, the race car drivers. I feel like Apple is still is trying to tell impactful stories. They're trying to stay true to what Tim Cook said, that, you know, they want to tell some of the best stories in the world. And these are if you if this is your thing, these are potentially important or at the very least interesting stories. They want to do them well. I'm not sure that, you know, that the race car drivers versus the golfers is going to be that potentially impactful but I'm with you. I, I think they, they are. And I'm not. I don't know enough about the backstory, Sherwood, to know if they're purchasing these documentaries or funding them or actually. Producing
0: it it them. tends to be with so, Apple a mix of all of the above, doesn't it? Because yeah, but, but they I work with different partners. They're trying to make stuff in house. It's a Right.
1: It's a but different I don't. thing. I don't think that they're going to just go out and say, Oh, we want a documentary on, um, scuba diving and, right. oh, we, we have three to choose from and they're all really <laughs> kind of middle of the road. No, we'd rather do without. We'll wait till somebody brings a really good one along. I, I, I think that's, that's the key common denominator with pretty much every apple show out there that are apple tv plus show is that mm. there's that high bar of quality um, or in the case of some of the children's programming which i don't pay any attention to but you know again they they pay attention to it and
0: you haven't watched scooby you haven't watched the Peanuts stuff, sorry. No, Peanuts sorry. stuff is great, Chuck. Well,
1: but but see, but see, that's it. I'm, I I know enough about it to know that yes, it is great. I mean, they 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 don't just go out and find some washed up uh, kid no. show and try to you know bring it back. Um, they are picking things that are high quality and continue that tradition. And and that yeah, that's you know, for sure. We can talk about that for dramas. We can talk about it for comedies. We can talk about it for sci-fi. Just across the board, that seems to be Apple's modus operandi, and they're sticking to it.
0: I, I mean, you're 100% right about that. Of course you are. And what's interesting to me also is they haven't kind of – Apple can play it quite safe sometimes. And it struck me really throughout the existence of TV+. Plus, they've been quite bold in relative terms with controversial stuff, quite edgy stuff. I mean, we've all heard the story. We've probably talked about it, I think in the first episode of this show where there was apparently a note handed down from Tim Cook when he was watching the beginning of the morning show going, do they have to swear so much? And But Apple TV plus is much edgier than I thought it would be. And, That's even feeding into the sports documentaries because to cover the row about the Super League over four episodes really was quite a bold thing to do in its own way. So I thought that was really interesting. Anyway, we have one more topic to discuss, which is away from sport, but our good friend Ken Ray brought it up on his, recently on his macOS show, and you and I both thought it was rather interesting, which is a shift in the rules around the Oscars and what can be nominated for an Academy Award and whether that's going to hit Apple or not. Basically, the long story short, and you can have a look, maybe we'll include in the show notes, some of the detail, is basically you're going to have to show movies in movie theatres much more widely and for a much longer time to be considered for best picture. The rule changes, as I understand it, only apply to best picture, which, of course, is important to Apple because Apple – was the first streamer to win the Best Picture uh, Oscar for Coda, which was a huge, huge moment. Netflix had been trying for years, hadn't cracked it. Apple got it for Coda. Big deal. So do you think this puts more strain on Apple and Apple TV Plus? We know that the you know things like Killers of the Flower Moon are going to go into theatres. Do you think that it's going to encourage them more or is it just going to make it more obvious to us what it thinks of the good movies that it can put forward to an Oscar?
1: Um, I don't think it's going to make it more difficult because of the approach they've already taken. Uh, we talk so often about Apple playing the long game. Uh, you know, they, they are they are delivering quality. Uh, I mean, when I first when I first saw this story and heard Ken talk about it, my first my first immediate thought was that the, the, the association is trying to prop up theaters. They're trying to, you know, then sure. I started thinking, okay, with some of those guidelines, and again, I can't quote them right now, but you can go and look them up. But uh, I think
0: it's, you have to be in theater for seven days and in a number of US cities for at least 10, something like that. So it's really, it's not basically, they don't want you to be able to do what Apple famously did with the 1984 advert, which was randomly put it in a theater for one night at uh, midnight. So no one could actually see it, but you can say it's been in a the theater and
1: therefore qualifies. So you know, did Apple force a, a game change rule? Uh, I, I
0: suspect it's, that's no. long in the past, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I know. Wait, I suspect I know exactly.
0: the rise of streaming has has forced the game changing rule, hasn't it?
1: But but I have to wonder for non Apple, for for the folks that aren't delivering the quality stuff, um, you know, are they. Is somebody going to have to pony up and try to pay theaters to keep these movies in there, even though maybe nobody's interested in them, just to be able to potentially qualify? Now, maybe I'm missing the point, and I absolutely will acknowledge that, that, you know, in theory, only the best stuff should be uh, nominated for those awards. So maybe it's a wash. But I just feel like Apple has, you know, they're looking at it. They're trying to play properly with all the establishment entities and so, since they are in, they are, they are are high quality, like we just finished talking about, I don't think this will bother them.
0: It's so, true. the point about trying to be in the establishment, that, that's what they've done now. Look, all the streamers want to be acknowledged at the Oscars. They're spending a lot of monies on these movies. You want to get awards for them. Apple has not spent the amount of time and money on making Killers of the Flower Moon to not try and get as many awards as possible. Leonardo DiCaprio does things to get Oscars. We know how long it took him to get that first best actor one and how desperate he was for that. So it's very significant. And um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with Apple. I think to us it will just become really obvious what Apple thinks of the Oscar movies or not, which is going to be quite funny because we're going to see which have big theatre runs. But it does change the dynamic of you get this stuff if you sign up to our service because you might decide oh i really don't care about anything else on apple tv plus i don't want to buy another subscription but i really want to see killers of the flower moon and that costs a couple of months worth of tv plus or whatever i don't know how i mean cinemas are expensive but you know you might decide that i don't care i want to watch it now as soon as it comes out don't care about tv plus i'm just going to pay for the cinema ticket and it will be there and I, you know they have to be careful about what the st- the value of the streaming service versus the values of the movies itself versus how much it wants to be in these big big award ceremonies
1: and i th- i think we need to call ourselves out a little bit here that on on one hand we're talking about ear- earlier in the show we talked about how apple was establishing themselves and not playing nice with you know the local foot uh baseball uh, mm-hmm. announcers here they're trying to play the longer game with you know and and work with the establishment, and even though they sound con- they sound contradictory, I think they both make made perfect sense at the time. They were the right decisions, uh, and and now we we still have to see what the implications are about what Apple decides to push to put into theaters. But I don't again I don't think that the ones that. I think we will not see anything unexpected be pushed into theatres. I think they will be the ones that we would expect absent award considerations that people might want to go see in theatres on the big screen.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think we're not going to be shocked by anything that turns up and Apple pushes, but it's... Uh, and your point also about whether what Apple plays nice with is really salient because obviously it thought it could beat back a local sports broadcaster, but it isn't going to try and take on the academy
1: yeah well it does and make of course s- it does make sense why you know no. why would they because there w- there's no percentage in that
0: no and also let's be honest, this is not some act of charity from Apple or some kind of act of conciliatory, you know some conciliatory act Apple wants it's movies in the theaters because it can make more money. Let's be really blunt about this. It's another way for it to make money from a thing it spent a lot of money on.
1: Sure. And, and make so the customers happy because you make it. Hopefully, av- yeah. and, and, and you may, I mean, you'll make it available to a wider audience that may, you know, go and th- that may push them back to Apple TV. In theory, I guess, you know, if, if I went to see something in the theater that, gee, I could have watched this at home, if I just signed up to Apple TV+, Plus, um, you know, maybe that will encourage it. Maybe it'll be a gateway drug to subscribing mm-hmm. because of the quality yeah. of what we see.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to how many people who see it and just go into a cinema to see the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie actually know that it's from Apple. But, you know, that might not always be clear, and that'll be something Apple has to work on as well. Just to wrap up, there's a couple of big things coming out before our next show, Foundation Season 2, coming out July 14th. Um, and then there's also The Beanie Bubble, which is about the story of the Beanie Babies phenomenon, which I very much remember from my childhood. So those that's coming out on July the 28th. By the time you watch this Hijack starring Idris Elba, which comes out on June the 20th, so that might be on Apple TV 2. Uh, it's a thriller that's, you know, follows a hijacked journey it makes its way to London over a seven-hour flight. It's shot in real time. I'm kind of intrigued to see that. Actually, I might, like, you know, to Edris but It's always worth watching with him in. So those are the things coming out, probably before you hear from us next. Chuck, I'm so glad we got to mouth off about sport. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, we've we've been holding back for so long. I, I we've think been restraining I ourselves. I do want to mention the beanie bubble thing. I'm intrigued to watch that because I've known. I I thought you
0: were going to be so
1: disparaging. No, no, no. I knew people that were caught up in that, and I was fascinated by it and could not understand how thinking people. And I'm not going to call any names (laughs) out there, folks, but how thinking people could, you know, not see this as like the what was it the Dutch tulip thing? I think I've got that right. Um, Um, You know, it's like really, you know, you're 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 paying. Ungodly amounts of money for these stupid little things. <gasps> Mine were lovely. Well, well th- look, that they're fine for what they are, but not for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollars each. And do you want to you know, know with... what the big
0: phenomenon was, Chuck? <laughs> I can't believe we're ending this show talking about Beanie <laughs> Babies. But anyway, the big <laughs> phenomenon with it was you weren't meant to cut the labels off them because that devalued them if you ever wanted to sell them on.
1: Yep, yep. So, so I'm 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 saying this in advance of seeing it. Because I, okay. I will be fascinated to see how it is treated because there's, there's going to be this very, very terrible temptation, I think, to make fun of the people that got caught up in this and how they will address that is going to be really interesting uh, to me.
0: I believe the people who got caught up into this are broadly referred to as parents with
1: young children. I'm, I'm not I believe, how many. Right.
0: Okay. And on that note, Chuck, where can people keep up with all the other stuff you do?
1: Uh, check me out at macvoices.com. That's where we're doing a lot of uh, conversations with a lot of interesting people about tech, uh, both Apple and beyond. And we also do a live show Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific uh, for the U.S. time zones, whatever time that is, wherever you are. But if you can't make those, if you're in the U.K., don't worry about it. Those shows end up in the Mac Voices live feed, edited. Um, but, you know, if if you want the full uncensored mac, li- mac voices live experience you gotta come live and on the socials, well, you can find me as at chuck joiner and uh and or at mac voices
0: please note that chuck does the show at a time that's one in the morning for me or something so that i can't possibly join him
1: you just gotta- so i leave that out there we got to fix that, Charlotte. We got to. I'm saying
0: nothing. I'm just leaving the facts out there. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. You can also find me over at theaddition.net, or if you want to head straight to signing up to the newsletter, that's newsletter.theaddition.net. I will hope you join me there, Chuck. Always a pleasure to chat TV with you. We'll see you next
1: month. I look forward to it as always, Charlotte. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for watching or listening to TV Plus Talk. Hope you enjoy it. Share it with friends and family who you think will be interested, and we'll see you next time.